0: this episode of Gareth Jones on Speed, I'm driving to Wales. Yeah, I know that's not unusual, but this time I'm going to do it
1: really quietly.
0: Well, that is, until that man shouts Gareth Jones on Speed. Yeah. 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 Hello, welcome to Gareth Jones on Speed and the silence of the Lexus. Perhaps I ought to turn the music off so you can hear just how quiet it is. Okay, I'm going to have to turn off the AC as well. You're probably hearing noise, which is just wind blowing across the mic from the air conditioning, or the truck alongside me. But otherwise, it's very silent in this car that I'm in. It's a Lexus IS 300H F Sport. The last is 300 i drove i think was probably eight years ago and that was the isf the five liter v8 monster car it made a tremendous sound if memory serves i went up to north wales and then blackpool and back in it and it took about 11 seconds of memory serves. That was a phenomenal car. In a quarter
2: and, of a mile, keep right.
0: Yes, I'm going to keep right. You know, whenever you get in a new car, there's always a certain amount of coming to terms with how all the technology on board works. And this car's got an awful lot of technology on board. It being a Japanese car, it being a Lexus, of course. And one of the things I've been unable to do so far, and that is to. Keep to right. Yeah, turn off the guidance. I know to keep right. I know where I am. I'm by Fair Home Gardens, the traditional starting place for Why? drives up to North Wales Why? when I'm recording Gareth Jones on speed. Um, I always seem to pause here and pick up my microphone and start recording. This is the first opportunity I get to sit at traffic lights. Yeah, sitting still again, completely silent, because the IS300H is a hybrid as I think every car you can buy in the Lexus range is anymore. They've done away with their diesel engines and they've done away with their non-hybrid cars. Every single car is a hybrid. So there it is, a peek into the future. You've heard me say this on the programme before, but before we all move over to EVs, which is going to happen, you think it won't, but it is. We will all move over to EVs might take them over 30 years might be 20 years but we will all move over to EVs but before we get to EVs there's going to be a period where we all drive hybrids because we're all a bit frightened of EVs at the moment, so, oh I don't know oh I can't plug it in at home oh range anxiety which is only partly justified as you know from my experiences with EVs they're getting better and better and ranges better and better yep that little car in front slow down when everybody else accelerated now coming to terms with technology I can't turn off the voice guidance and I'm still learning how to use the new format Lexus indicators left hand stalk touch it once it stays on and then comes off touch and hold for a second it stays on until such time as you cancel so it just requires a little bit of relearning as every car does i'm recording the show by the way a week after le mans this time last week i was walking up and down the pit lane on the friday before the race I'd just driven to Le Mans in a range of extraordinary cars. As you know, that Caterham 7, the Ford Mustang and the Ranger. And this is about as far away from those cars as you can get. I was really impressed at just how cosseting and quiet this thing actually is when you get in it. It's all soft. And light to be honest, everything is soft and light after that catering. But having driven a Ranger, which is like a big fluffy armchair, and that Mustang, which is like a big leathery armchair being towed by a hundred mile per hour elephant, then something that is BMW 3 Series sized and is largely very quiet and very light to touch doors seem to require just the slightest touch and the steering is very light and I would imagine I can probably change all that with the settings given a moment but I haven't had much time to get to read the instruction booklet that comes with this car. Yes, sweetheart, I do know where I'm going. I've turned the sound down on the speaker, but you're still telling me where to go. I'll probably stop for fuel at some point and work that out. Although, I don't think I'm going to need to stop for fuel. One of the myriad displays in front of me here tells me that I've got something like 530 miles range in this car pretty good for a petrol car pretty useful no range anxiety with this baby is it and the journey I'm doing is uh, consulting the sat nav 232 miles to where I'm going today on the route that I'm going and I chose the eco route when you select the route on the sat nav it asks you do you want to go quickly do you want to go economically, why do you want to go the shortest route. I chose the eco route because, hey, I'm an eco kind of guy. And unusually, I'm not actually in a hurry today. I'm usually in a hurry. You want to know where I'm going? Well, this is an exciting one for me. I'm going home to Wales. I'm always going home to Wales. But as often, I go home to Wales to work And I'm hosting an event. You may remember last year I drove up to Wales in a Ford Focus RS with my son, Indy, to go and climb Snowden to take part in a charity walk organised by my mate Mike Peters from The Alarm and then to host a concert in the evening, a charity concert in Llanberis in North Wales. It was tremendous fun. However, this year we're not climbing snowden together this year we're just going for a walk a 12 mile walk through snowdonia that's because a lot of rock and roll fans these days are in their 50s some are in their 60s and some of them find the climb of snowden a little bit hard so to keep the numbers up rather than make it a tough challenge it's just gonna be a nice 12 mile walk through snowdonia and the weather is phenomenal today so it's going to be a nice one this although Snowdonia has its own microclimates it could well be raining or snowing when we get there it won't be however I'm saying this is an exciting one because I'm hosting this gig and if you follow me on Twitter and if you don't follow me on Twitter please do Gareth Jones TV you'll know when the new episodes of On Speed come out before anybody else and find lots of other stuff that relates to the show that I tweet about But if you follow me on Twitter you'll know That I'm going up to host this event Mike Peters is playing Lots of other great Welsh bands are playing But their headline act Is Slade And if you listen to this programme even once before You'll know that I'm one of the biggest If not the biggest Slade fan In the universe And if you're a Slade fan you'll know why I said universe Yeah A real privilege for me. So, this is actually why I chose this car. It occurred to me that Slade, whose biggest hit or one of their biggest hits is Come On Feel the Noise, of course, Merry Christmas, everybody is the biggest one. It would be appropriate if I made that journey in a very, very, very quiet car. So, I scratched my head for about 30 seconds and realized that one of the quietest cars you can buy. At the moment is a Lexus. Got in touch Alexis and said, what have you got? Can I have something? And said, oh yeah, IS300H. Quiet enough for you, Gareth? And we'll find out. Is this car as quiet as Slade, or the noisy boys, as we Slade fans sometimes call them? Because they had a song called, You Boys Make Big Noise. spelt with Zs, of course. Let's see if this car is every bit as quiet as Slade are Noisy. What's it sound like? Oh, in heck, i just realised I'm already doing something slightly over the national speed limit and I have noticed that's how quiet this car is. CVs, they give you that strange disconnection, some people say disconnect, but I won't, it's a disconnection between what the engine is doing and what the rotational speed of the wheels is and so you often get a thrashy engine and that makes the car less refined but i haven't noticed that yet because of course the acceleration is assisted by an electric motor i must look into the spec actually i'll find out what the combined brake horsepower of the electric motor and the internal combustion engine is and report back okay that's the first section of the show i'm now going to quietly. Slide my way to North Wales, come on, feel no noise.
2: Say the corresponding contact number from the list, or say go back.
0: Go back.
2: First.
0: No, I didn't say first, I said yes. go back.
2: Mobile, if this is correct, push the off-hook switch to dial, or say dial, Other. <laughs>
0: I give up. I give up. I was attempting to programme the voice command to call some of the regular numbers I'm going to need while I'm on this trip to North Wales because I'm sat in traffic on the m wall at the moment, sad still. But it keeps saying third, first, when it gives you three selections and I'm saying, no, go back. Third, no. First, no, go back. Second, no. It's really struggling, which is unusual. Because it's a quiet car, I'm sitting still, there's no background noise, so why is the technology in this car letting me down? I'm really surprised at that, really surprised, there must be something bonkers going on, maybe there's a wasp trapped in the microphone in the car, where is the microphone by the way? Ah, I think I've just seen it, yeah, I think it's right up where the interior light is, you know, by the... Rearview mirror in the ceiling panel. Yeah, I'll try speaking more directly into that. Should we try again? Let's try again. Here we go. Uh, I press this button.
2: After the beat say a shortcut menu command. Say help at any time for additional instructions.
0: Call Steve Allen.
2: Call Steve Miller.
0: No, not Steve Miller.
2: Corresponding contact number from the list. Go back. Say go back.
0: Go back. Go back. Hooray, You understood.
2: After the beat, say a shortcut menu command. Say help at any time for additional instructions.
0: Call Steve Allen Jones.
2: Call Steve Jones. Say the corresponding contact number from the list or say go back. To... Second... Steve Jones. Mobile. If this is correct, push the off hook switch to dial or say dial. Otherwise say Dial from the list such as first. Dial say go back. To Di- cancel voice recognition, push and hold the
0: talk Dial switch. Dial Dial
2: Dial.
0: Ah It's calling. Hang on, we're going to go live to my mate Steve Allen. Steve plays keyboards in the On Speed band, by the way. If you came to 10 Years On Speed, you would have heard his work.
3: Dear Gareth.
0: Dear Stephen. Hi. Hello. Hi. Just,
3: I met my mother and father, and we were just talking about you about five minutes
0: ago. Oh dear, do I owe them money or something? I
3: don't know. Do you owe your money? Yes. <laughs> Yes,
0: because
3: there's <laughs> a larger gap there between
0: you thinking That's, I'll get some money out of it. him. <laughs> it's always worth a try. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
3: But the slowest reaction would be faster than they traffic. do that. Are you? Uh, yeah.
0: That's Are you it. coming to the gig tomorrow? No. Okay. <laughs>
3: Chris spoke to me at the weekend. I was at a wedding and. I think he booked somewhere I should I'd give him some money to watch it, but I don't really have the time to be honest with you.
0: Okay, I understand
3: print it's right, unless I magically find another sort of two or three hours tomorrow morning, I probably won't be able to get there. But you never know. Okay. But I don't think so.
0: Well if I don't see you at the gig, I will see you over the weekend somehow. I'll stop by or something.
3: Okay, cool. Y- yeah? there's, there's no way you're up to anyway. I should be around on, oh, what we doing Sunday? I Sunday? can remember. I'll oh, we'll
0: be around somewhere. Cool. Kiss your Mum and Dad for me. Oh, do I have to? Well, you can shake hands politely with your dad. What about
3: my mother?
0: Big slobbery wet kiss from me.
3: Oh, all right then. Ta-da! Hello, no, hello,
0: hello. Hello. Well, that sort of worked. There you go. We did manage to crack the voice control in the car. It wasn't quite as easy as you might have hoped. But we got there in the end. And that's the important thing. I'm still sat still, try saying that with my lisp, on the bottom of the M1 heading north and an ambulance just squeezed its way past us with the siren going so I'm guessing there's an accident ahead. In which case, I'm not so concerned about getting there quickly. I just want those people to be okay. That's a worry. And um, while I'm sitting here, here's a little bit of spec on the car. I've got the paperwork, you see. It's the IS300H F-Sport with premium nav. Premium nav. Insurance group 30E, VED band 130 or VED Portation. band.
2: Stationary traffic.
0: No kidding, honey child. I know that. The yes.
2: feed on the current motorway. Attention. Stationary traffic.
0: Yes, love. Thank you. CO2 emissions. 107 grams per kilometre, which is pretty good benefiting kind 18 percent on the road price 36,995 english pounds although this one has got metallic paint at 610 quid and premium nav a thousand pounds it's a lot for a nav isn't it a thousand pounds so the total on the road price is 38,605 i wonder how that compares with a bmw3 series or a BMW. Mercedes C-Class. What have we got? We've got a Mazda 6 alongside me, a Skoda Superb, two Skoda Superbs. Oh, Those to tail in the same colour. It's interesting. And um, what's that? A Mercedes GLA alongside me. So I can't lean out the window and say, oi mate, how much you pay for your C-Class? I'll look into that. Okay, the engines are four-cylinder in line, you know that. not to 60 or to 62 in fact, is 8.4 seconds, which is, you know, handy enough, isn't it? Top speed, 125 of your Earth miles per hour. It's a 2.5-litre engine, so it's not a 3-litre, not a 2-litre. It's a 2,494. The transmission, though, is an electric CVT, as I said. Maximum power is one hundred and seventy-eight brake horsepower at 6000 revs the maximum power from the electric motor is 141 brake horsepower so can you add those together is that how it works in theory that makes it you know 320 just about really no really no max torque 221 newton meters I nearly said nanometers there, at 4,200 reps per minute. Maximum torque is, uh, sorry, that was from the internal combustion engine, from the electric motor, it's 300 newton metres. So, in terms of consumption, combined 61.4, urban 60, extra urban 58.9. So, very little difference between those three there, between 58 and 61. We'll see how we get on active sound control did you know it says you can adjust the volume of the active sound control using the dial to the right of the steering wheel active sound control relays an engine sound into the cabin using a dedicated speaker behind the audio unit really active sound I shall investigate that drive modes you can switch between driving mode using the selector switch behind the gear shift lever that's actually a knob on the center console eco normal and sport i'll explore that interior temperature control to make small adjustments to the cabin temperature setting you can simply touch the electrostatic switches as well as slide them up and down ah i get it now okay on the center console of the dash, I thought they were braille controls. They're sort of slightly indented, embossed controls. Yeah, is that what that is? No, it's not doing anything. But if I touch the up and down of the temperature, that works. But what are those other buttons for? Hmm, I feel I may have to do some more reading. It's a trouble. I don't want to read, I want to drive It should all be intuitive, shouldn't it? But hey, nothing wrong with doing your homework Ooh, I've just seen a transporter with a load of Mercedes on it Is that the new A-Series saloon? And what looks like an A-Series convertible Didn't even know that existed That's rather a good looking thing Yeah, is that like a CLA convertible or something? Gosh, gonna have to do me homework. And bizarrely, it's also got a Hyundai Tucson on there. So whoever's delivering those cars, it's not Mercedes, it's, it's dropping a Hyundai on the way. Hmm. Okay. No real progress so I'll read some more I'm still sitting in the same position Lexus full hybrids are engineered to run on power from their petrol engine and their electric motor but they can also run on the electric power alone that's what makes a full hybrid different from other mild hybrids they're engineered so that they'll run as often as possible on electric power so that you save fuel and exhaust emissions that are reduced you can see when a car's running on electricity a green EV icon lights up in the instrument display I'm not going to read all of this up here for weeks. Smooth acceleration also helps the car achieve the best possible efficiency. How about braking? I once was told that the best way to treat a hybrid is to slam the brakes on hard for maximum regenerative braking. But I don't know if that's actually true. I'm going to look into that. It's a good job I've got an interesting, quiet, pleasant environment to sit in. Because this is a rather nasty bit of traffic unpleasantness oh my technology we've started creeping forward slightly but whilst i've been exploring this car's menu uh, multiple menu buttons on the steering wheel oh excuse me telephone hello chris
1: hi mate how are you? Are you there yet?
0: No, I'm sat in miserable traffic at the bottom of the M1. Well, can can you
1: talk traffic. then on the
0: phone? I can, yes, I've got Bluetooth on speakerphone, oh, it's all right.
1: We've got a caravan, so we'll see you there. Fantastic! So, well, it was great, I tell you, I phoned them and it said, it's last minute, we're with the alarm entourage. <laughs> yeah. We spoke to the lady that owns the camp and she Attention. said, Oh! Station no, we haven't done anything at all. It's all full. She said, Let me check. She said, We've got one luxury caravan left, but we want to rent it for the weekend for 400 quid or something. But I saw more. She said, oh, no, we only want it for one night. Oh, she says, well, OK, 300 pound then for the one night. So I said, I'll get back to you. I said, no, it's too expensive. Phone Steve and Robin, and she said... Were you with the alarm? I said, Well, not actually, no. Have you seen the film of Vinyl? She said, Oh, about ten times. I said, Well, I'm the drummer. <laughs> oh! <laughs> she went, oh! I said, And one of the lads is the keyboard player with the alarm, and we're meeting Gaz Top from Howl there. Oh! She said, Well, how much do you want to pay then? I said, Oh, about thirty to forty quid. She says, All right, then I'll give it to you for one hundred and twenty between the three of you, forty pound each. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic, isn't it?
0: Well played. So,
1: Yes, I was very proud of myself. Well, it's all true,
0: isn't it? Really? Yeah. Uh, there we are. It's all true. So you're not doing the walk, are you? You're going to check into the hotel. What, around about five o'clock or something?
1: Might do the walk. What's that all about then? Where's that and when?
0: We meet up. I think it's at Zip World about nine, nine thirty in the morning, and it's a twelve mile walk through Snowdonia tomorrow. No, I'll
1: see you at five o'clock. Then. I thought you might say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we're not coming. <laughs>
2: Attention, (coughs) stationary traffic
1: Excuse me, we can't get there that early Because I'm not driving, Rob's driving Right Steve might not call me, he said he probably won't call me You've just spoken with him haven't
0: you Steve, yeah, I just called him and asked him if he was coming He said he wasn't, he's got too much on
1: Steve said he might change his mind in the morning I don't know if he gets enough done tonight So I'm hoping he comes
0: Yeah, that'd be great uh,
1: There we are, so, well I'll just what just bullier when we get there. Yeah. When what time will you be back off
0: the walk? I think about four or five o'clock, something like that. I've got to start MCing I think about five o'clock, so I'll try and get back as quick as I can.
1: What time's the gig then? I haven't got the
0: information on me at the moment and I'm driving. But I think it starts quite early. There's a big line up. I think it's possibly even six o'clock, something like that, maybe even five thirty. But I'll send you a text oh. later when I've read my paperwork.
1: Yeah, alright then. And are you going to Charm's party next week?
0: I don't think I am. I've got to get this car back to London, otherwise, I'd stay up. But I might pop in and see Charm on the way through okay. tomorrow.
1: Well, she's got me to play sax for it, so I'm doing a saxophone set
0: oh, yeah. oh, yeah! Oh, man! I wish I was coming. That'd be brilliant.
1: Oh, well, they are. 245s and they're outside in the big garden, so. Cool. Yeah. I thought I went up to see her the other day. I haven't seen her for years.
0: She's great, isn't she?
1: oh I love Sean yeah but I haven't
0: seen it for such a long time yeah it, it was funny parties used to go to there yeah yeah I we bet younger. what a place that is alright
1: and is there a party after the gig and all that I think
0: there is back at the Ogwen What's It yes can
1: you get us into that
0: I would think so yeah I would think if you're staying there no problem yeah alright it's me
1: and Rob and probably Steve
0: if Steve turns up cool I look forward to seeing you there
1: see you later guys alright okay. ta-da see you bye
2: Proceed on the
0: current motorway. Where was I? Oh, my trousers. I've discovered something in this car I have never encountered in a car before in my life. There are one, two, three, four sets of buttons on the three-spoke steering wheel. And I was exploring. The One is the lane departure assist alert steering assist. So if I turn that on and use the radar-controlled cruise, then... There's a level of autonomy in this car. Level two, I think. But there's one button, which is like a menu button. I pressed it. The most extraordinary thing happened. I'll do it again. Did you hear that? Listen. Hear that motor? What that sound is, a motor moving a bezel. Physically moving a bezel behind the glass screen that covers the instrument binnacle. That huge, major round bezel, which everything is in, you know, your speed, your range, your car's charge status. Press that button, and it physically slides to the right about, I don't know, a couple of thumbs length to reveal... A whole set of menus digitally displayed on the left-hand side. LDA lane departure, PCS, speed warning RSA, push to change settings. So I'm going to have to explore that. Okay, vehicle settings, meter settings. But I love the way. That's hilarious. That is a classic surprise and delight feature.
2: Stationary
0: traffic. Yeah, I know. And when you press it as well there's a double thing that happens as far as that bezel moving to the right not only does that bezel move to the right but the other digital element of the display slides away behind it so you get this sort of compound movement absolutely fascinating utterly pointless and brilliantly novel i love it there's a chap alongside me at the moment in a J registration Morris Minor Traveller and it's immaculate the wood looks completely brand new on it it's got a picnic hamper basket in the boot I can see and it's in the most extraordinary colour it's a sort of a well for want of a better word sort of pooey mustard (laughs) colour somewhere between mustard and brown and it's amazing. I wonder if that's an original correct period colour. I remember seeing Allegro's in that colour. You can actually hear the car, listen. Yeah, he's, he's rolled off ahead of me now. His lane's moving more quickly than me because there's no noise in my car. But it's electric, of course. I was also noticing the heat haze because we're sitting here, tens of thousands of cars probably, certainly thousands of cars, huge levels of heat haze rising from the morass in front of me. And I'm sitting here slightly smugly thinking, oh, well, at least my engine's not running. And I'm sitting in an electric mode, which is rather appropriate for 21st century driving, which doesn't really involve going quickly most of the time. And the lights just flashed. They're all saying 40 miles per hour over the motorway, but, gosh, if I was doing half of that, I'd be happy. Oh, there goes another motorbike. Do feel sorry for motorcyclists when it's like this. Tricky weaving your way between people changing lanes at every possible opportunity. I hope they're being careful. I want to catch up with that Morris and ask him if that's the original colour or if he's nicked it from an allegro you probably know the color i'm thinking of if you look up an allegro the mark one i think that was probably one of the launch colors it'll be called something like diarrhea mustard if austin rover had a sense of humor yeah i can't work out is it green is it mustard if i manage to roll up alongside him i'm going to ask him Excuse me, your travel is delicious.
1: Well, thank you, very nice of you to say, mate.
0: Is that an original colour from that period? It is, yes. What's it called, that colour? Oh, it
1: was called lime flower.
0: Lime flower?
1: Yeah, the 1970s, 1972. Well, I, re- I
0: remember the Allegro being in that yeah, colour.
1: That's right, it was about that time the Allegro had it, so they thought, being modern with the most Mine, I put that colour on these. It comes from Allegro
0: Fantastic And that was my guess And I'm very pleased I got it right You've got brand new wood on everything It's lovely Yes,
1: it's a a no mileage car
0: Only 83,000 83,000? It's fresh out of the box
1: Absolutely, yeah Just running
0: in You've warmed my day Seeing that car Thank you very much Lovely talking to you You too, sir Enjoy
3: Not too much longer, I hope
0: no, we could be here for weeks, though, you know. But at least you won't put many more miles on it in the weeks that we're sitting here. Yeah, this <laughs> is true.
3: Thank you, mate.
0: I don't know if you managed to hear that. I had to put the microphone down. Sorry about the beeping. That was the Lexus Park Assist because I pulled up very close to him so I could talk to him. So there you go. I was right. It was an Allegro color. Marvelous. Crikey, Moses. I just decided to do a bit of research about what's going on here because this is abnormal, this amount of disruption. And it says, according to trafficdelays.co.uk, the M1 northbound between junctions 6 and 9 status congested. Return to normal. Normal traffic conditions are expected between 1630 and 1645. It's now 1540. And I've been here for at least an hour. Cause traffic collision delay. There are currently delays of one and a half hours against expected traffic. One and a half hours. Oh, there goes an ambulance the other way. Type of incident, moderate disruption between 15 minutes and three hours delay. Really, it's a very broad and accurate window. Between 15 minutes and three hours delay. Oh well, at least I'm in a nice environment. Lexus. Hello again. I'm still on the road, and if you listen carefully, you might be able to work out where I am. Listen... score 800 points if you said, oh you're on the elevated section of the M6 in Birmingham, the famous Birmingham bumps score a lot of points for that well done, yeah we did eventually get going uh, yeah, no kidding honey, slow traffic let me tell you, we did actually get going and I decided not to stop at the first service station despite being busting for a week because I figured everyone else in that traffic pile would have been busting for a wee as well. and There would have been a huge queue to find somewhere to park and then probably a queue for the toilet, so I pressed on to the next stop, and I think it was Newport Pagnell before I can have a wee. Oh, the relief, let me tell you. But this isn't Scarlet Jones on public lavatories. Scarlet Jones on private transport. You know, there's always something in a car that you don't get straight away. Do you remember with that Hyundai, I couldn't find the trip reset. On this IS300, the trip reset, no problem whatsoever. However, despite telling me that radar is ready and it has lane assistance, uh, let me press the button again, lane departure alerts turned on, steering assist active, I detect no steering assist from this car whatsoever seriously nothing if I took my hands off the wheel it would drift over the white lines it doesn't even vibrate or beep to tell me that I'm getting close to the white line oh hang on it just did for the first time really okay hands off and what's gonna happen let's see I'm rolling now, I'm just going to hit that Nissan Navara alongside me. Now, I can see from the graphic in the window that it's seen two white lines, but it's not acting on it. And if it's a fault on this car, or it's been deactivated for some reason, or I'm misunderstanding how it operates... A bit weird, really. bit weird. But do you know what I do like about this car? The myriad number of ways you have of accessing things. If I want to scroll through the music on my phone, which is what I'm streaming to the... Uh, oh, here we go. Look, if the traffic in front stops, this car does not stop. It beeps at you and you have to brake, otherwise you would hit the car in front. That's weird, because I remember that LS600H I drove 10 years ago or more now that would stop if the traffic stopped and then restart if the traffic restarted this it won't you've got to restart the whole system if you come up against static traffic curious maybe it's a settings thing sorry myriad ways of accessing things if I want to Move through the tracks on my phone. I can either do it with the top left hand, sorry, the top, yeah, the top I left hand choose. of the top left hand. There are two in one yeah. controls, top left. And if I choose the left hand one, I can scroll through my music. Also,
2: proceed on the current mode.
0: There, are, yes, I can know, I know. Also, there are two so what appear of to be volume knobs down by where the radio would normally be. And uh, the left hand one allows me to scroll through tracks as well. There are many ways to do the same thing, it appears, which is kind of nice. The command control, I think that's what Lexus call it, where you have a sort of a joysticky thumb stick, I suppose, is what it is, a flat-topped rectangular thumbstick down on the transmission tunnel. You can use that to scroll around all the menus on the digital screen. And it's a strange thing. You do get used to it, but it's very weird when you first get it. You think you're flying past each of the windows. It's a bit like a series of tabs. You know, if you hit tab on a computer, it goes to the next available window, next available window. It's more like that than a mouse. You know, you're scrolling between indents. And it works reasonably well, but you do have to adapt to it. But there's lots of other buttons as well. There's a big button that says map, which means that you don't have to scroll Using the thumbstick to get the nav up, bang! The nav comes up when you hit map. There's a big menu button, great, that takes you home. There's a big back button, yeah, that takes you home. All this is down on the transmission tunnel. But what I do really like is the up down button that's alongside that, which is actually the zoom for the sat nav. So it's really easy to zoom the sat nav with a real button rather than having to navigate to an icon on a screen on your sat-nav. Yeah, that's really good. I'm all in favour of that. Lots and lots of buttons in this car. But, as far as I can tell, there isn't an icon on screen or one button which says...
2: Attention. Queuing traffic.
0: Stop that lady from telling you the obvious. Just stop. Then she tells me... There should be a speaker with a mute button somewhere on the screen that I can click on that would just tell her to shut up I haven't found it it's the thing that annoys me about this car nothing else annoys me yeah nothing else annoys me oh telephone call excuse me Stephen hello hi guys how you doing I'm good moving very very slowly I was wondering where you were I'm nowhere near I've been sat still for two hours It's been horrible oh, sh- Yeah, the M1 was closed yeah. So I'm not going to make it to your place Before you go to Bangor Ah, uh,
3: okay now, I, was, I was actually wondering if you arrived in time I'm making a vegetable curry And uh, actually, I'm following my leader
0: Making a beetroot curry Oh, excellent choice <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, Mind
3: you, I've never tried it yet This is my first one Well, it's bound but, to be uh, good but it sounds like it's for two, not three, though. Sorry you're in a queue. I've had a few of those lately. You know, it took my brother and his partner, Alice, five and a half hours to get from Bury the other week. To get from where? Because it was Bury, Manchester. Really? Wallace. Yeah. They were sat amongst for three hours on okay. the M62. Oh, horrible. It every now and again just gets you,
0: doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we're close to gridlock, aren't we? And it only takes yeah, yeah, yeah. a little thing to trip it into saturation.
3: It It
0: takes, takes almost nothing. Yeah. Almost nothing. Yeah, yeah I agree. It's alright though because I've got a very pleasant car that's removing some of the stress and a good sound system and AC, so I'm chilled. But I just don't want Are to. Are be... you in that little thing that you've come to the land? Uh, <laughs> uh, No, I'm not in the cage of No, I'm in a Lexus IS300, a sort of a BMW 3 Series sized Lexus, and very nice it is too. Oh, very good. Look forward to seeing
3: it. I saw the photograph of the little tiny thing. That was fantastic. What did you... What did you call it? A Caterham 7. Right. So how much would one of those be if you'd bought one new?
0: It depends which model, which spec, but the one we had, I think, was about 50 grand.
3: Wow, goodness me. How many people could fit
0: in that? Just two, and two relatively small people. Big people can't fit in it. Raph, who was with us on the trip, he's six foot four. He would fit in the passenger seat, but the footwell wasn't big enough for him to get his feet in. He couldn't drive it. (laughs) I wish I was joining you for a curry, but unfortunately I can't. I've got to be in traffic.
3: Well, we'll look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Yes. And, uh, so we're definitely coming on the walk. It's in for a penny, in for a pound. I hope they sing that one.
1: Yeah.
3: <laughs> Super.
0: Action sound. Oh, look around. Do you know what? I'm I'm just passing. Wolverhampton at the moment. On my right is Pook Hill, which is a local beauty spot in Wolverhampton that Slade wrote a song about. It's on Us, I think. It was originally on Play It Loud. And there you go. I'm in a very Slade part of the world as we speak. Are
3: well, they from Wolverhampton? Yes. Well, I look forward to tomorrow.
0: Yes, me too. Can't wait to see you. It's gonna be blistering for the walk. Yeah, the main thing's not gonna
3: be water, it's gonna be sun cream. Yeah, bring some sun cream, because I forgot to pack
0: some. You forgot some. Carol never goes anywhere without it being right there. Good. He's in my handbag, Good. I'll see you in the borough. Yeah.
3: Cheers. Well.
0: Will. Sorry about that, had to take that call. Yeah, I'm on the M6 on the way ultimately to a slip Oops. Yeah, I'm on the M6 on my way to, ultimately, a Slade gig. And at this very moment, I'm passing Wolverhampton. Yeah, hallowed ground for me, just north of Birmingham. Wolverhampton for me is the Holy Land, as I'm a Slade fan. It's about time I did a song in the style of Slade for Gareth Jones on Speed, but the truth is, I probably never will, because I just can't sing like Noddy Holder because nobody in the world can sing like Noddy Holder with the possible exception of, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of the band but they had a song that was called Put Your Hands On, Put Your Hands On, Put Your ha- that one, I can't sing it because I'll have to pay copyright, <laughs> I can't sing it or perhaps Bon Scott, he sounded a bit like Noddy Holder but yeah, I can't sing like him If you know anyone, by the way, who can really sing like Noddy Holder, put them in touch with me and I will write a song for Gareth Jones on Speed called something like Come On, Don't Feel the Noise about driving a really quiet car. (laughs) It's now 7.30 in the evening, six hours after I left London. Or thereabouts. And I'm in North Wales, but I'm still not at my destination. Just passed through lovely Llangoschland, which is delightful in the setting sun. And enhanced by some interesting cars. There's a Lotus Esprit... Esprit oh, my God! Flipping heck! Right, hang on, I've got to pull over. I've just passed a place, and there must be 50... Traction of once. Park. I, I, I can't get in there. There must be some Citroën rally in Sangotlan. That was amazing. Oh, Zog would have actually passed out. He loves the Light 15, the Traction of once. There must be more than 50 cars there, perhaps 100 cars. That was incredible. I was just doing some car spotting. Ahead is a Lotus Esprit S3, perhaps. In dark green. It's just in front of this Volkswagen Volkswagen camper that's obliterating my view at the moment. He's turning right. Can I see him? Oh, it's not green. It's a sort of a gunmetal colour, really. It's, yeah, beautiful. Don't see many of those around. And also, behind me, it's pulled off now, though, was a very dark green, metallic green, Escort Cosworth Yes, with those wheels The proper Cosworth wheels That's a great car to own If you live in the D Valley Uh, You know, this is real rallying territory And there's some great roads around here Curiously, the sat-nav on this Lexus has brought me because it's set to go via the eco route it brought me through shrewsbury and i mean through shrewsbury not around it through it (laughs) from it through the middle and then through st and i'm now on the a5 floating serenely relatively serenely this car isn't as blissfully quiet as you might imagine a lexus can be but it's not bad at all i'm in eco mode by the way i've been experimenting with the three modes driving it in sport definitely gives you a bit more oomph i caught a couple of people unawares coming out of roundabouts (laughs) and because i'm now in slow moving traffic with a lot of up and downhill i just put it in eco mode just let it harvest as much energy as it once as it goes downhill, and I can't go up the hill any quicker than the car in front of me, so I might as well stay in eco mode. I think there should be another mode as well, apart from sport, eco, and normal. I think there should be a dynamic mode that switches between all three depending on how you're driving. I don't know if such a thing is possible, whether normal mode is simply a compromise between both of those, but uh, it would make sense. Also that lane departure thing that I couldn't get working before I don't know what buttons I've pressed but it's sort of working now if I go over a white line or a broken white line let's see if I can trigger it here, here we go you get a pulse on the steering wheel that tells you that you've done that let's try it here no, it's actually riding on the cat's eyes, so I won't do that So I don't know what mode I was in before. It doesn't assist the steering. It doesn't move you off that line. But what it does is just tell you that you're straying from your lane. So it's not a steering assist, but it's a warning system. Also, this car, unlike any other car I've driven for a while, is prone to tramlining. If you find any bitumen joins in the road surface oh, this car likes to track along them it gets well caught up in them I don't remember noticing that on any car recently don't know what that's down to why do cars tramline? is it because of the width of their tyres? why do they? is it something about the tread on the tyre which gets caught in the bitumen seal? I don't know but uh, yeah I'm liking the Lexus. Yeah, I like a Lexus. I've driven... Well, it's not really a Lexus, it's a Toyota, but in some markets it was badged a Lexus. This car, by the way, the IS300, used to be the Toyota Altiza when it first came out in Japan, I don't know, 20 years ago or something. And now I think even Japan sells Lexus as opposed to just Toyotas. And my car, the Toyota Sora, of course, was sold as a Lexus SC300 or sc 400 if you had the V8 if you bought it in California, but in other markets in Japan, it was a Toyota and it wasn't sold in Britain but you know all this you're a car nut, why am I telling you this you listen to Gareth Jones on Speed those are the sort of things you know about sorry as I explained on the programme which in uh, my life was Yesterday, the reason I've come up to North Wales is to take part in a big charity event that my mate, Mike Peters, from The Alarm, organises. He's got a charitable organisation called Love Hope Strength, which works with cancer foundations. And every year... I'm panting because I'm walking uphill. <laughs> every year, organises a charity walk... Usually up Snowdon, but this year through Snowdonia. He stops and plays a couple of gigs on the way, and in the evening, there's a huge gig. This year, it's at Zipworld in Snowdonia, and apart from Mike playing and lots of other bands, the headline act is Slade. So, as you know, I'm excited. And I wish you could see where we are now just beautiful I'm in the middle of a glorious glacial valley in Snowdonia in North Wales a million miles away from that dreadful traffic that I was in yesterday brilliant sunshine with something like 500 people a mile, mate, Mike Peters.
4: Hello, Garth.
0: How are you, man? How <laughs> you going with the
4: walk? All good. Glorious. I mean, I like walking Snowden with you. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I like no, I it, do, but this, this is just easy, isn't it? It's still as spectacular, and I think what I'm liking about it is it keeps our group together because on the mountainside there's all kinds of people up there, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And this yeah, is just yeah, special. You've yeah. got a special atmosphere. Yeah, there, it's great. Yeah, we were kind of queuing to walk up with them last year. were weren't right, we? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many have we got here today? What, 500? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I think we're just over 500 hikers. And then we're going to have over 1,500 people at the gig tonight for Slade. <laughs> Which we can't wait
0: for. You and me both. <laughs> you and me both. Yeah, You yeah, know. Got our boots on ready go. I, I, I have a very special pair of boots for tonight. Oh,
4: excellent. Well, listen,
0: we've been mates 40 years, 39 years. Yeah, like. yeah. and
4: And um, have to deny that now because it gives our age away. And we met him last year.
0: But I thought I should get you on Gareth Jones on Sweetie Beat on pretty much every
4: other program wow, I've ever done to be on Gareth Jones on speed
0: oh, <laughs> I want to talk to you about the cars you've driven you got five minutes while we're walking of course walking? we have yeah absolutely the yeah. first car I remember you driving was your Simca 1000 there was a Simca
4: 1000 <laughs> was that your the... mum's car no to be honest it's yours. I, we bought it me and my brother bought it second hand through the journal you know real, the real journal, journal. Of, uh, yeah. classified <laughs> like, where it came from like, I don't think I've ever seen another one since <laughs> <laughs> they're very rare we should have kept that It'd be worth it, something that the interior was always like a London taxi <laughs> and it, it, it was great for putting bass amps in guitars well, we used, how did we do that we used to cram four or fivers in it and equipment yeah. and it had that gear stick that went right down yeah. to the floor yeah and yeah, that, yeah, yeah, yeah long it, stick it yeah. was really a weird car purple I seem to remember it being as well it was, it was just, yeah expensive. some maroon yeah, purple, purple yeah, 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 yeah. colour I had a Ford Cortina before that I don't did you remember you? that my, I don't know my granddad left me a Mark II Ford Cortina Nice. he got too old to drive and he always said he'd give me the car when he hung up his gear stick and all that and yeah, yeah. so he gave me this Ford Cortina and it was a brilliant car it had the bench seats in and we used to drive it to Liverpool and I didn't have a driving licence <laughs> but I was in our L plates and I had a mate John Socks who gets mentioned in the spirit of 76 I know Sox, he yeah. could drive but didn't like driving so he'd sat in the passenger seat and we'd go to Liverpool to Eric's with all the punks and we'd come on with like 11 people with three in the boot five on the back seat you know all just crammed into this mad Ford Cortina, which See, I you, loved. You passed your test in real. What year? Seventy-eight or something? Uh, Seventy-seven. I passed my test. Yeah, yeah.
0: And after the Simca. Uh, we moved to London. What in 80, we had the Mini eighty eighty one? Oh God! It, none of those? it was a Scamp. It wasn't actually and a moke. It was right, a mini okay. Scamp, which was sort of a knockoff version. What was the name of the chap who owned the place where we used to rehearse? Who owned oh, that car? Uh,
4: it was in Battersea it a T-shirt was. Factory. Um, and
0: I used to drive. Begin with V, but I can't remember. Car, but I used to drive that car around Battersea, and I
4: didn't have a license. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, Shh, don't say that. Well, it was, it, uh, we referred to them as mini mokes because we obviously grew up on the Prisoner generation, yeah, yeah, yeah. the TV show. And we saw the Mini Mokes, and I didn't realise it was called a scamp. It was white, yep. uh, but it used to get so many looks when we were bombing it around the King's Road yeah, yeah, yeah. and over Battersea Bridge. No roof, it. no doors. Nope. Good for getting gear in as well. <laughs> like, which <laughs> is the first prerequisite of any vehicle. Any car for a musician. Can you get the guitars and the amps in the back? So in our early rock and roll years, when we lived in London, you didn't own a car, but we had... Vans we used to rent vans, Transits. It was all your basic Ford Transit sort of stuff. Before that was the Commer vans. Oh were, were yeah, the sort of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With what bands used to drive around? In. You yeah, know, there's all the famous stories of the Beatles having a Commer van, and, and they had one bench seat in the back, and they used to lie like a sandwich in the back to keep warm. And whoever got the bottom, they drew the short straw. And you know, it was probably Ringo. Well, <laughs> I remember
0: when we had the Transit, we used to have a set of airline seats in the back of the van That's from a right, VC10. Did, yeah.
4: yeah. we bought them off a guy called Mogger there was a band from Rill called The Resistance Yes, their claim to fame was play the US army camps in Germany on the touring circuit and they had the aircraft seats but they became famous because they got in the news of the world that a gig was so hot they played in the nude and there was a photograph with their guitars hiding their privates (laughs) (laughs) and that was their only claim to fame and they were a bit of a show band around North Wales area And, and they Really taught us the ropes of how to tour, and so they said, "We got to get one of these transit vans with nothing in it, but you could get these airline seats." And we bought a set of three. They weren't they weren't nailed down or anything. They would have been illegal these days. Just sitting there, you just had to prop the amps up behind him, you know, and then hope for the best. Yeah. And if there was too many of you, someone had to get wedged in on the back, you know, on the top of an. I always remember wherever we went.
0: In the world, even if it was the first time we'd been there, you seem to know where we were going. You have this unbelievable sense of direction. I yeah,
4: I don't know where that came from. I just, it's is an intuitive thing. I'm sure lots of people have got it, but I don't know. Maybe, well, good, you know, the way you betting on the left or the right turns, <laughs> yeah. you know, the way
0: pigeons have a bit of gravel in their throat and it's sensitive to magnetic fields and that helps them find yeah, direction. I've got a gravelly throat. There you go, you got there before <laughs> it's me. Stayed.
4: <laughs> Noddy's got one as well. You've just got a new car, I so saw you've got a, a very interesting Ford now. A Ford Mustang, yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I've always liked American cars. I know. Climbing in the mountains. I got to know Billy Duffy from the cult really well, and we used to come climbing, and he came to visit me, and he had a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Yeah. It was a Mark II, you know, with a sort of softer shape than the classic. Yeah. And I thought, wow, I'd really like to get one of them, and I fell in love. I got myself a Jeep, and I've stuck with that Mark for a long time, and I've had Commanders. I've got the Jeep Grand Cherokee key, I've stuck with a Wrangler, I've got a white Wrangler as well, and last summer we were in America, and it was my wife's 50th birthday, and me and my boys, we cooked up a special surprise and we bought her a cheap pair of roller skates to go roller skating <laughs> and we said, you know, come on down the Santa Monica border, happy birthday, here's your roller skates she was thinking, "What's a bit duff for my 50th You know, some roller skates, I said, oh yeah we've just got to go for a meeting with our American management down in Santa Monica oh, we can't have a meeting today, yeah, well it's very important we have a meeting, and she was kind of getting grumpy with me and we walked along and I rented a car through two row this new way of renting cars it's like Airbnb for cars and I would rented a Ford Mustang and it was a white one black stripes convertible and as Jewel turned the corner I had the car ready to go and took her on a surprise up to Malibu beach and everything we had a fantastic day out and we just fell in love with the Mustang there and then so I thought I've got to get one and now we have one It can happen
0: where you rent a car or see a car abroad and that's the car that you desire. You've still got
4: it's not a commander, what's the other one you've got? The the big Jeep, the uh... Uh, I've got the Jeep Commander, yeah, yeah, the silver Jeep Commander, which you've seen today, but I've also got a white Jeep Wrangler that is yeah. slightly customised, it's from Carn from Leeds. It's a project carn. Project Carn, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So cool. it's a cool I, car. I love that car to bit.
0: We've and, got to let the support vehicle go by, uh, I think, haven't we? No, he's got to stay behind. OK, right, fair
4: enough. Well, we're on a car show, so why not? Exactly. <laughs> Let's have the motor running. See,
0: so your commander is essentially because you can get practically an entire back line in the boot of that car.
4: Yeah, yeah. They? we bought it when we had kids as well. We've got two right. boys. Um, it's a seven-seater, and we thought we'd get the in-laws in it and everything, and we can get the back line. Um, it's just run and run. We've had it as long as we've had kids, so it's been part of the family. And I haven't found anything to replace it, for me personally, because I think the commanders weren't that popular in the UK. Yeah. I think they were too big because it's never really been replaced in the line. To me, it's never dated. It still yeah, looks yeah. like a modern it's the car. Current yeah, the, the current version. the most recent version. That's yeah, it. exactly. And you've got a bit of a
0: penchant for open-top cars as well. I can think of two other cars you've owned over the years without roofs. You
4: had an MX-5. You did. You, you're absolutely correct. And yeah. you
0: had a Suzuki SJ310, Oh, yeah, I had, had a
4: Suzuki Jeep. That was before yeah. I fell in love with the American Jeeps. Yeah. yeah. And I had a yellow SJ410, was four ten, it? 410, uh, I can't remember. Why did you buy that? Uh, to be honest, I came home from a tour and I wanted a car. And I saw a guy that I used to work with at quick-save discount was selling it. <laughs> and I thought, wow, that looks amazing. I don't know. I've always liked something different in a car. Yeah. never been one for the mass-produced cars, in a way. Yeah. And I've always just liked to have something a little bit different. And the Jeep really stood out to me. And it wasn't expensive. I thought, wow. But I wasn't bothered about speed or hammering down the motor. I just wanted something that looked good. And I met my wife I having a SJ410. When I met my wife, Jules, the first day I took her, I took her out in my Suzuki SJ410. Which he thought was dead cool And jumped her in I remember driving through Melodon actually And had a cassette in the car It was a cassette Modern Modern technology And I was playing The Clash And Jules looked over at me and goes She said it's a bit of a pose isn't it playing your own band while you're taking a girl <laughs> on the date I said that's not the alarm that's the clash and I thought this is the girl for me
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> there's a great truth in
0: that <laughs> absolutely so, so given an unlimited budget I know you're happy with the Mustang
4: do you have a dream car have do you actually, you ever yeah, yeah. What? well I'm a bit of a James Bond fan as of of you course, will know yes. beat oh, yes for trips and tour buses and watching films and so I've always learned than Aston Martin. Right. One day... I will have an Aston Martin. All right, we'll have to get you down. You know Aston Martin have just set up a
0: manufacturing facility in Wales, in St. Athen, in oh, South wow. Wales. Oh, wow, amazing, yeah. And you know underneath the bonnet of Aston Martins, there's a British flag, and it says, hand-built in England by Aston Martin. Ooh. Not anymore. Not anymore. Under those cars, they'll have a Welsh flag. It says, hand-built in Wales oh, so by should. Aston
4: Martin. So they should. I'll get you an introduction <laughs> to amazing. them. That's amazing. I love the classic James Bond DB5. Well, yeah. I mean, they're iconic. I've heard they're making them again, they it's did gorgeous,
0: do, they? a yeah, they, well, they do, um, what do they call, heritage runs, where they basically buy up old chassis and use that chassis number but rebuild the car from wow, scratch. Okay, well. And, yeah, they're unbelievable I mean, yeah, amounts of money. That's why I
4: still my dream car. Mike, <laughs>
0: <laughs> right, mate, what a pleasure to walk through our yeah, country with and you. Fantastic to walk through the history of my cars. I wasn't expected to do that today. Uh, well, good. The Surprises. Some great
4: memories. Yeah, Thank man. You. I love that Simca, because you drove the pants off that oh. car. I don't even know what happened to it in the end. I think it might have just given it away to my brother. It never let me down. No, it never let us car. down. We we covered
0: car. tens of thousands of miles in yeah, that we car. Did. We probably. Certainly
4: did. It was a great vehicle. i have
0: never seen one since, I don't think. They're really rare now. You see them in France, but not in the
4: UK. Right. Is, yeah. it a, is it a French car, is it? Yes, yeah. yeah Shimka. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, wow, yeah. yeah. Right. I thought it was some Russian kind of thing. Yeah. It could be, couldn't well, it? We were in Berlin playing a show this weekend. We saw the Trabants, you know, from me still they going. look great as well, don't they? Yeah. I'm sure there's a there's a sort of line lineage to the Simca of the Travant
0: Minimum automobile but the Simca was made out of steel the Travant was made out of cardboard it really was it really <laughs> was Listen, so I'll let you car than you too <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you catch up with the rest Great. of the 500 yeah, Mike Brilliant. thanks man thank you Great I'll see you this now. evening for the show thank you There you go rock stars and their cars a new semi-regular feature on Gareth Jones on speed
2: Gareth Jones on speed
0: Hello again, it's now Monday, two days after that conversation I had with Mike Peters and that fantastic walk through a glorious part of North Wales, and an extraordinary gig at the end of the evening that you know that I was up there to MC, the headline act, being slayed. Now... I've never seen Slade since Noddy left in 1992, I think it was. Because, you know, Nod's a very big part of Slade, as is Jimmy Lee, my hero in the band, the bass player. So I could never bring myself to go and see the band without two of the essential members. But you know what? (laughs) They were amazing. They really, really were. Despite the fact that Nod and Jim aren't in the band anymore they were tremendous a little slower than I remember Slade you know I mean the members of the band are in the 70s now and will play just that little bit more slowly just as you and I walk that little bit more slowly than we did when we were 20 year olds inevitable but actually it was great and it really suited the slow songs my oh my every day which I broke my heart in, by the way. After I introduced Slade on stage, I went down the front, cried my eyes out when they played every day. Brilliant, brilliant. But this isn't a show about Slade, (laughs) as much as I'd like it to be. This is a show about cars. And I've lived with the IS300H F-Sport now for a few days and come to know it. And I do rather like it, but I do have a couple of provisos about the car which I'm slightly surprised about I have to say the first one is a fairly major one I find it a bit difficult to predict how it's going to cope with the curb on the left, this car if you've got a left hand bend in the road and the curb, this car seems to head towards the apex no matter how much of a wide berth you give it and as I was driving up to Bethesda on Friday I clipped the curb twice on a left hand bend twice it's not something I normally do if you're ever going to clip the curb with big alloys it's usually at parking speeds isn't it when you're parking and grinding but I did this at good a road pace as I was approaching my destination. And I've got a theory. I think it's something to do with the lane assist, which may have been engaged and somehow messes up the line of the car. Either that, or it's something to do with the hybrid system cutting in and out, shifting from electric motor to IC or a combination of both, that subtly changes the line and causes the car to be just that little bit unpredictable, occasionally on its line, you know, it wanders ever so slightly there is another theory, and that's it's down to Lexus's USB I suppose Lexus's USB is that they are quiet really silky quiet and that means if you're in a very refined car you end up traveling a little more quickly than you think you're traveling because the refinement removes all that noise and you know you don't realize just how quick you're going its happened a number of times on this journey where I've been Blasting down the road. Now I've looked down and thought, oh, gosh, <laughs> I'm over the speed limit with the bit of circuit, the bit of road that I'm on at the moment. I better slow down. So I've got this theory that it's possible that whole strange tracking thing was down to the fact that I was actually going a lot faster than I realized. And even though it's the F Sport version. It's still set up for luxury. It's still quite a floaty car. It manages pitch really well. doesn't manage roll quite as well. It doesn't slew around corners, but it does jostle just a little bit. Wiggle and waggle as you do a hard left or a hard right. So I think you end up travelling faster than you think you are, and therefore it's probably slightly less under control than you think you are. So it's not a driver's car, but I don't suppose there are many Lexus Lexuses, or Lexi without being Alan Partridge that are driver's cars, with the possible exception of the LFA, of course and a couple of others Yeah, It's a bit of a cruiser really, and a very smooth and quiet cruiser it is. You know, that journey that I made up to North Wales was nine hours because of problems on the M1 and there aren't many cars I would have enjoyed the journey in as much as I did as this I got out at the other end and I didn't feel stiff or weary or tired and that's one of the benefits of Lexus' USP, that airiness that silky smoothness actually I've been experimenting with the What do they call it? Lane Departure Warning, Lane Assist. And I find the car's much better without it. Because when you do activate it, it's a bit late responding. It takes you right up to the line, then suddenly steers away. It doesn't keep a central position in the lane like lots of other cars have the ability to do these days, like that nice Volvo or even the Hyundais that I've driven recently. No, it goes right up to the line, then wiggles you away. So if you were to take your hands off the steering wheel and roll down the road around a motorway, it will slalom down the lane, swinging from one extremity to the other. It doesn't keep a central position. And that's not really what you want from modern-day semi-autonomy. And do you really need lane-warning departure? Not unless you're very, very tired which in a Lexus, being so smooth, you don't really get tired. So, why do you need it? So, yeah, that's one of the disappointments on this car, the lane departure thing. The other one is, I really wish there was one simple, obvious button to turn off the nav instructions. (laughs) There probably is, and I can't find it. And that's just as bad as there not being one. So if there isn't one, Lexus, please fit one. And if there is one, please, Lexus, make it a little more obvious. Is it a performance car? Yes, it is. A combination of that 2.5 litre petrol engine and the electric motor really does make this thing hurtle along, which is why you end up going a little more quickly than you realise you're going. Yeah, plenty of performance. Wish your handling match that it's close but it's not quite right the hybrid drive seems to work rather well in terms of economy because I drove all the way to North Wales and 50% of the way back some 380 miles on three quarters of a tank this car over the time I've been using it which included some stop-start stuff on the motorway some reasonable motorway stuff, some slow A-roads and some very fast A-roads and like I say you end up driving a lot more quickly than you realise in this car. Over that period it's averaged 36 miles to the gallon. not sensational but with performance like this That's acceptable, I think. 36 miles to the gallon, yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's funny, there are a lot of similarities between how I feel about Lexus and how I feel about Slade. I've been a Slade fan since I was, what, 11 years old? 1972? Possibly even 10 years old, 1971. And I've been a Lexus fan since I saw the... SC400 in California and bought my Sora as a result so you go way back for that and some say Lexus have lost their way when they first appeared they were absolute challengers for Mercedes and BMW and offered pretty much all the things they did even better, more reliable but then they sort of went their own way became a hybrid became a bit floaty and may have lost their way. And some people think Slade may have lost their way without Noddy Holder and Jimmy Lee. But I'm happy to report that Slade haven't lost their way. They've found a more suitable niche for the men of their age. That's perfectly funny. And Lexus has found its niche, as well as making all those huge... 4x4s or crossovers that they make now, they still make really good very refined cars that look great I think the IS300 is one of the better looking of the Lexus range at the moment because that spindle grill it's a lot, it's an awful lot isn't it? It actually looks really good they've toned it down I think on the IS300 and that's not a bad thing So all in all, thumbs up for Lexus. And I would say thumbs up for Slade, but that's not what you do as a Slade fan. If you're a Slade fan and you know the album Slade, S-L-A-Y-E-D, as in I've been Slade, you'll see Slade holding their hands out with their thumb to the side with the word Slade written on the five digits on your hand. And so I shall give... Lexus, particularly this IS300 that same dignified honoured salute of thumb out to the side yeah, come on don't feel the noise because most of the time there isn't any look, I'm doing 60 miles per hour on the M6 and I'm whispering this has been Gareth Jones on speed with a slightly husky voice not from driving a Lexus but from singing Slade songs very loud.